Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why paying it forward has very real effects. Musical animals that could help us understand how speech evolved in humans. And newly announced names for exoplanets that were crowdsourced from people just like you. Let's satisfy some curiosity. According to research, paying it forward isn't just a touchy-feely gimmick. And it's also not that tearjerker movie starring Haley Joe Osment. Right. No, paying it forward is a real thing with real effects, and it can make your workplace and the world a better place to be. Here's the scoop. Researchers from UC Riverside assigned employees at Coca-Cola's Madrid office to be either givers or receivers. Givers practiced five acts of kindness for a personalized list of receivers over a four-week period. Importantly, the givers got to choose what kind of kind actions they performed. Did they want to leave encouraging sticky notes on a friend's desk, bring their neighbor a coffee, compliment someone's new coat? It was up to them. In the meantime, they periodically checked in with the researchers about their happiness, life satisfaction, job satisfaction, mood, and experience of positive and negative behaviors. The acts of kindness impacted office life in a big way. Over the course of the study, receivers noticed more acts of kindness around the office and felt more in control of their work days. They also reported feeling happier. And the givers felt the benefits too. They felt more satisfied with life and with their jobs. And they also experienced fewer symptoms of depression. They even felt more competence and confidence in their work. But here's the kicker. Not only did these acts improve the well-being of both groups in the short and long term, but receivers were nearly three times as likely to pay it forward or perform their own act of kindness after an interaction with their giver. This goes to show that when you're kind to someone, everyone can benefit. So go ahead and send some goodness out into the world. You never know where it might end up. What do wild animals do while they eat? Do they talk through their days like we humans do? Do they eat in silence, staring at leaves and rocks like humans stare at phones or computer screens? Well, thanks to a team of German researchers, we now know what gorillas do while they eat. They hum happy little food songs. And these gorilla sounds could help us understand how speech evolved in humans. So lots of animals make food calls. Scientists have documented the noises that chimpanzees and bonobos make while they eat, and they've even figured out some of the reasons behind those sounds. But when it comes to gorillas, we only had anecdotal reports from zookeepers. We knew nothing about the food calls gorillas make in the wild. So researchers went to the Republic of Congo and studied two groups of wild western lowland gorillas. The team listened to them while they ate and heard two kinds of sounds. Some gorillas made humming sounds, much like the sound a person makes while eating a really satisfying meal. It's a steady, low-frequency sigh of contentment, like this. Other gorillas sang, like they really sang. Their songs were short, sort of randomly pitched melodies, like this. According to the researchers, the gorillas don't just sing the same song over and over. Instead, it seems like they actually compose their food songs on the spot. A zookeeper from the Toronto Zoo confirmed that to New Scientist. Each gorilla sings with its own voice and tune, and they sing loudest for their favorite foods. But why do the gorillas sing? Are they just happily singing nom 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 while they chow down? Not really. The researchers noticed that the wild gorillas didn't all have food songs. 
only the dominant male silverbacks sang and hummed while eating. The reason, they thought, was social coordination. It's not that dominant males are the best singers. Instead, these leaders might use songs to tell the rest of the group that they should keep eating. In other words, we're all eating and it's safe to eat. That could be something to try the next time you want family dinner to keep going. So there's no way the listener could know this without seeing it or hearing it, but it took about four takes for Ashley to say, and they just happily sang nom, nom, nom. (laughs) And every time you did this thing with your arms (laughs) where you were doing like a hoedown and you kind of like shook your fists back and forth, that was great. The show I get to see is sometimes so much better. I do wave my arms a lot. Sometimes I hit the microphone and then I have to do it again. I mean, we're both very expressive, but that was notable to me (laughs) in its consistency. Cody does this thing with his chair where he just kind of swivels back and forth and back and forth while he's talking. There's a lot of swiveling. Yeah. Fortunately, no humming by me on the side because that'd be very distracting. (laughs) It would. Which is why we'll never have a gorilla on the podcast as a guest. I mean, if a gorilla wanted to be on the podcast, heck yes, it would be. (laughs) We have an open door policy for gorillas. Hey, podcast at curiosity.com. But the gorilla has to be the one that sends the email. Right. It can't be the gorilla's PR person. Right. Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress. I can hum right along at work after a night of quality sleep. Being well-rested affects everything from your attitude to your ability to be happy and productive. And if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, then you've got to try a Purple Mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. So it feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. The Purple Mattress keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It's not like the memory foam you're probably used to. And when you order, you'll get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty with free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's on top of all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 84888. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Before we get into this story, I should note that I think astronomers are very good at their jobs. I appreciate them for finding new planets and stars and cataloging the universe. But are astronomers the best at naming things? No, they are not. Yeah, I mean, the black hole imaged in 2019 was called M87 star, and the most energetic gamma ray burst ever observed got the catchy title GRB080916C. Not quite as evocative as they could be. Right. So when astronomers ask for naming help, it's a very good thing. That's what happened this year when the International Astronomical Union ran a global campaign to name 112 sets of exoplanets and their host stars. People from 112 countries took part, and the names they came up with were truly inspired. That's not a typo, by the way. It is 112 sets of exoplanets and 112 countries. We've talked about naming competitions and other crowdsourced naming projects on this podcast in the past, but today we thought we'd take a look at the aftermath of a big campaign like this one, so you can hear for yourself what cool names people are coming up with. Right. For example, the planet Hat P36b has been renamed Bran. It orbits the star Hat P36, which is now called Turin. Why? Well, in the Irish legend The Birth of Bran, Turin was a beautiful maiden who was turned into a dog by a romantic rival. She gave birth to two puppies, one of which was named Bran. The planet and star that now bear these names live in the constellation of Canis Venatici, 
which means the hunting dogs. Cool, right? And in the constellation of Fornax, the furnace, one star system got gemstone-themed names from Malaysia. The exoplanet HD2868b is now called Baiduri, which means opal in the Malay language. And the star HD2868 is called Intan, which means diamond. Who's behind these cool names? Regular people who submitted ideas. Like take Ivory Adijar, a member of the Chukyung Tribal Council in Alaska, who heard about the contest on social media. She thought she had nothing to lose, so she sat with her family for a while and thought about planets and their movements. Adijar saw a similarity between the path of an exoplanet and the path of a salmon swimming out to the ocean and back to the rivers. So she submitted the names of Alaskan rivers Nushagak and Mulchatna for a planet and star. She won. Maybe it's just me, but I like Adijar's idea better than the star's original name, HD17156. When she won, Adijar said, quote, It felt like my ancestors were cheering me on, unquote. We're cheering her on, too. I wish somebody was here to cheer us on in trying to make sure that we were pronouncing all of these names exactly correctly, by the way. So if we were slightly off on any of those, we apologize. Yes, we uh, we worked really hard on that. <laughs> we actually really did. <laughs> so let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that there's scientific evidence for the effects of paying it forward. And that chances are, if you do nice things for people, they're probably going to do nice things for other people. Yes, and it turns out I'm not the only one that hums happily to himself while eating yogurt and drinking coffee in the morning. Well, if you didn't know, Cody, I also very much enjoy eating. Sure. And I will sing to myself as well. And food-related calls have been documented in many animals, including chimps and bonobos, and now scientists have found that gorillas are doing it too. They're composing their own little ditties to maybe call other people around to eat some food. And there was a great big contest that involved 112 countries naming a bunch of exoplanets. And they all got really cool names, many of them from world cultures. Super cool. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was scripted, produced, and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>